trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Are bestsellers all they're hyped up to be? The Terrible Book Club explores whether or not you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. If you've ever seen a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Welcome to episode 64 of the Terrible Book Club. I'm Chris, and this is Paris. Hello. This time, we read Pinkle Jinx by Tish Dalby, which, uh, I don't, you know, even though we read this book and it's really short, I'm still not 100% sure what a Pinkle Jinx is. Yeah, we could, yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> if this is your first time listening to the Terrible Book Club, uh, what we do here is we read books that we assume will be bad based on their cover, title, summary, or some combination of those uh, so we read books that we would never normally read under normal circumstances. Usually this experiment results in a disappointing read, but once in a while we end up liking the book. Uh, that did not happen today. Did not. Did not enjoy I, this. I think it's harmless. Well, we'll sure. In a vacuum. It's but we'll not get really into, we'll get terrible, into... terrible, honestly. No. In my opinion, like, it was fine. But just, like, it's one of those questions of Why? Right, right. And like I said, in a vacuum, it's fine. But then, you know. Uh, we read Pinkle Jinx by Tish Dalby today because it was a recommendation from an anonymous person. Uh, this one has languished in our terrible queue for ugh, almost 10 months now, and we are finally here. So thank you to our anonymous source for recommending this. We hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, for content warnings, I think today just got our usual barnyard language. This is a children's book about birthdays. Yeah. So, like, the There's book really content is here. pure. It's fine. It's all us this time. It's all our fault yeah. this time if anything crazy happens. All right. So, this is the summary for Pinkle Jinx. All of the villagers of Jubilee love birthdays, but no one more than the baker's daughter, Joy. Blowing up balloons, gathering surprises, and baking cakes, Joy makes sure that each birthday is a joyous celebration. Although her daily wish is to become a real birthday fairy, Joy awakens each morning her plain old self. Will Joy's special wish ever come true? A perfect gift for a special birthday girl. Bright, bold illustrations set off this happy birthday story. Uh, I feel like that summary is actually about as long as the book content. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like a children's book. After, after Maradonia, which was like 800 pages of pure, <laughs> terrible book injection directly to our brains... Pinkle Jinx was a breeze. I read oh, this shit great. in five minutes flat. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I love... Well, this is this is why we... Uh, this is why the, the terrible book cue kind of changes all the time. Because we, we try to make sure the pacing uh, suits our sanity, you know? So, like, we don't, we're not going to do... 
uh, 800 page fantasy novels back to back to back to back because we would die. Uh, so every once in a while, we'll throw in like a kid's book or a shorter thing uh, just because, you know, after coming off the month of Maradonia, we needed a fucking reset. I don't know about y'all, but to, to be we honest did. with you, like, uh, I, I think aside from the Maradonia stuff this past week, I've been having a little bit of uh, trouble myself dealing with some stress. I don't think it's necessarily an o- o- total offshoot from Maradonia reading, but it was nice to have a book <laughs> I could finish really quickly when I wasn't feeling so stressed. Oh my god, That's Chris. That's also why some things are a little bit late, maybe, in the editing queue. Chris? Yes? I think Maradonia gave you PTSD. It might Think have. about the I'm, symptoms that you've been experiencing. I'm gonna Chris, be list honest them off, with list you. them off, list them off. I'm pretty sure I, Maradonia gave you PTSD. <laughs> listen, man, oh. I've, I've had, like, trouble sleeping. I feel, like, really tense and anxious a lot of the time. There, a f- Friday night, I literally had, like, an anxiety attack that lasted for hours or like in waves coming up and down and i wasn't sure what the trigger was perhaps it's just all this stuff that i stacked up on myself after reading maradonia no i think i think all right are you having night terrors about mermaids um that hasn't happened yet dreams about unicorns uh I had weird dreams, but I don't remember much of them besides waking up and feeling weird. Were you, okay, all right. I think we're getting somewhere. Did, did you? Okay, I think I know what the trigger was. Were you reading the news and then an article about Florida came up and you were triggered? Yeah, you know what? There's been a lot of Florida stuff I see in the news, so you, you know what? You're probably right. Maradonia did break me. A it gave bit. Chris PTSD. This is a problem. Uh, but yeah, you know, hopefully Chris is getting better. Hopefully he's. Uh, you know, on his, on I'm his feeling, way. You know, we delayed the recording of this thing a couple days just so I could get my shit back together. And I'm feeling all right this morning. So here we go with a, a fun birthday story about a little girl who just really wants to be a birthday fairy, which I I didn't realize that was a well, thing. Well, yeah, we're going to. Yeah. OK, so in the story, uh, our characters and setting. So this takes place in the town of Jubilee, this fantasy town. Um and the main character is named Joy. Her father is the baker for Jubilee. He is unnamed, strangely. Um, He's and just the birthday baker. He, there is Cupcake, uh, Joy's little dog. Looks like, I don't know, a schnauzer or something? I'm not really sure. Some kind of mutt, little scruffy guy. Um, <laughs> and then there's, you know, various townspeople. Mr. Popper, Miss Fedora, and Sally, who all have birthday cakes delivered. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's just a short children's story about... Uh, birth like the specialness of birthdays and about a little girl who wants to be a birthday fairy like her dad and then becomes is the whole it town like birthday centric yeah i, I was kind of confused about so, whether everyone in the town was involved in like birthday celebration so i think sales. i think this is in the same universe as uh the nightmare before christmas because you know like when they're in the woods and there's all the trees with the different symbols for different holidays this is inside the birthday realm Okay. That that I, well, this is my lo- my canon, <laughs> my head is cannon. Is a birthday a holiday? Ah, it's I your guess. personal special your personal holiday, holiday, I guess, yeah. which is the yeah. point of the book. Yeah. Okay. So if so, I imagined this as taking place in the same world as the Nightmare Before Christmas. So again, I'm sure there's a birthday tree in that forest of holidays, and this is this is what's behind it. It's Jubilee. Um, yeah. My first reaction was like, all right, this is pretty inoffensive it's just a kid's story about birthdays and honestly i will say the illustrations are great for a kid's book so thanks cory flukiger flukiger uh he does does some good work drawing kids stuff so like hey man thanks for making this tolerable 
The only problem I had with the illustration is the faces seem a little bit like if you pressed someone's face into glass. Yeah, yeah. Like, but they I think... seemed a little, had this, like, smushed quality to them. Yeah. But everything else is very colorful and, you know, childlike and... Yeah, my, my only comment was, like, eh, I think the, the illustrations could have used, like, a little more inclusion in its cast of characters, you know, but it's fine. Uh, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of like diversity uh, in the there's cast. There's literally there. like six characters if you include the yeah. dog. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So. And they're all and they're all just like average white folks, I think. Uh, from what I remember, I don't know. Chris, you have the book. You can literally check well, right now. Joy and her dad aren't white, so there's you really know, no. They're pretty dark. Oh boy, Wait, this are is you awkward. all right, Paris? Did you <laughs> no. Antonia, like ruin your color vision? No, I. It's just been a couple weeks since I had the book, so I. I, I mean, no, they're very. Joy and her dad are very dark. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, fuck me then. I guess my eyes are broken, and I didn't notice this. Wait, actually, Chris, you're the one who's legally blind. Why am I taking your advice about vision? I promise <laughs> you that they're not white. I'm good. I'm going to look this up on the internet because you have the book and because... I'm not that blind. Dude. And like, even then, like, she's definitely... Dude, she's a little white girl with red hair. Are you fucking kidding me? She's like pasty orange, like... Yeah, she's she's orange because it's a a cartoon. (laughs) Because she's like... I thought she, Okay, well, all right. <laughs> Clearly, we have some difference in perception no, here that yeah, doesn't really affect the quality of the book, I would say. No, it, it doesn't. It was, I had a minor quibble that was just like, eh, you know, wish there was a little more diversity in this book, but whatever. Um, so I was like, my main question was just, what the fuck? Why does this exist? Birthdays are a thing everyone has, and, well, with the exception of Jehovah's Witnesses and I'm sure some other cultures who don't celebrate birthdays, celebrating and being made to feel special on your birthday is like really common i mean to me it doesn't need a special character because kids base their birthday themes around popular book movie or tv characters so like why the hell would they want this random ass fairy shit from someone they've never heard of instead i i well <laughs> that was counter, the thing that perhaps they, they just like g- generic fairy stuff and the parents of whoever because this is used to sell birthday kits. I think we should elaborate well, on yeah, this. Well, yeah, yeah. This whole thing is like a capitalist scheme. That's the whole... <laughs> that's, this This book is actually an advertisement for a product. That is literally what it is. And that, that's I think, is where... That is why I, it is terrible, I think. Because it's just selling like this... Like You listed it in the notes there of what comes in the birthday kit, which is like some fake birthday fairy wigs. I guess the... The, per- the person whose birthday it is is supposed to be their own birthday fairy? No, it doesn't come with wings. Oh, um, I thought it did. It comes with the book, a crown, two plates, a bowl, a cake stand, a cup, fork, spoon, banner, chair cover, and sprinkles. And all of that is 80 fucking dollars. <laughs> For when two you plates go, and a bowl. You go to fucking Party City and buy $80 worth of shit and have an entire birthday party for multiple children. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, I, I just... It and, and this was and this was like a couple years ago too. This was I don't know maybe like five years ago. So that would be even more expensive now, which is insane. I, um, I, I mean, guess that the thought is like everyone's got a birthday, so that's a good market to jump into, uh, especially with kids and presumably little girls who like fairies more. So so here's the th- yeah. It's also very weird and gendered. I I I also didn't like that about it. I kind of forgot, but yeah, that was also like, why does it have to be a 
Well, although I guess the dad is a fail. We should talk the about the birth- dad. The, the dad is clearly a birthday fairy. Like the whole book, well, there's only two days that elapse in the book. There's one day where Joy helps her dad deliver birthday cakes to people that are in the town too. And so that's the confusing part to me. He is a birthday fairy, but he delivered the birthday stuff to people in the town only in the day that Joy was helping her de- him deliver stuff. He didn't go outside the town to deliver the birthday cake, well, but that's yeah, because, heavily implied that he does do that. Well, because there's an embargo because Santa has, like, <laughs> has, has priority. And, like, Santa's running around delivering shit for Christmas, and he just does not want anyone else running around delivering shit. You got the like Easter on Bunny. any other day ever? No, he's an asshole. <laughs> so the, you're talking, there's some kind of, like, weird cult or gay, like, mafioso of, like... <laughs> deliveries but that's not true because the tooth fairy comes to your house to deliver you the dollar right god damn it yeah so So, i don't know i think that there's there must be like an like an international trade agreement um like a nafta (laughs) for fairy tale creatures of of like magical creatures that invade your home every once in a while yeah because listen there's like a lot of things that come in and out of your house all the time for like magical holiday there's santa you got the tooth fairy now you possibly have this birthday fairy you got the stuff. easter bunny yeah uh, all you the, got... other cultures have other things that are coming in and out all the time over there so like fucking stay out of my house maybe guy like jesus i'm trying to sleep in here and it's being regularly broken into <laughs> by all kinds of magical creatures to like leave me various things which i guess i don't mind but still yeah, I mean, in this case, the birthday fairy brings you sick drugs, apparently. Like, that's... The... <laughs> so, the, in the book, uh, yeah, like you were saying, it covers two days where Joy's, like, helping her dad bake birthday cakes, and then the dad's, like, fairy birthday fairy wings unfurl, and it's... It, li- it describes them, like, as the father's wings unfurling, which is, like, kind of a... A weird word to use. It's very unsettling because it makes me think like her dad is just this normal dude. Then just like at night, every time you just hear this like gross like, it's like as the wings unfold, Chris, he like turns into this horrible birthday. If fairy only creep. this could be like Pickle Jigs and the Fly merged together. <laughs> yeah. They emerge from their horrifying chrysalis. The Pinkle Jinx. Where Actually, does he hide no, his pinkle... wings in the meantime? Actually, wait, no, does he pink... have special like wing windows in his baker's coat? Yeah, shirts? probably. It's a fantasy world. I'm sure they're fucking prepared for people to have <laughs> wings. But but wait, Pinkle Jinx isn't even the name of the fairy, which also confused the fuck out of me. No, Pinkle I, Jinx oh, God, yeah. is uh, like uh, a spice, perhaps, or glitter? Uh, drugs. So it's spice. It's, it's yeah. It's drugs. I th- I, I, sure. It, so Joy and her dad have a special shaker full of Pinkle Jinx, which they dust onto the birthday cake at the last moment to make it extra special. And it's described as being glittery, but I don't. there might be a flavor to it, too. Maybe that's just me inserting my own reason that you would put this stuff on a birthday cake. You're probably right. There's just some kind of weird birthday euphoria drug or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if, you know, it makes the book more exciting, at least, to think about it as drugs instead of just edible glitter. Um, and then you brought up a... So that's the whole... The whole book is... Joy and her dad baking cakes, and then the next day it's Joy's birthday, and then she becomes a birthday fairy, right? Like, it happens. Yay. She finally gets her wish when her wings sprout for the first time? Does that hurt? Like, what? what, Does she not notice that beforehand? Is it full wings? I mean, of course, we're dissecting, like, a children's fantasy thing. It's always gonna... No matter what you do with a children's fantasy thing, you're gonna always have these horrible things to... These implications to think about here. Dude, seriously, though, wouldn't this be so great if it started off... With, like, 
Joy's in the town of Jubilee and she's the daughter of the baker. And then it's like it cuts to, yeah, like a fly, the fly like moment where the dad fucking on, you know, comes out of his chrysalis and, you know, his wings burst. And then Joy's like Joy. The rest of the book is Joy dealing with like her existential crisis about like, oh, God, I'm going to turn into that. What is my life going to be like? (laughs) Will I even be human anymore? How will I have relationships with other people? (laughs) Like it would be. It would be real yeah. tough to sell those $80 birthday kits after that, though. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so bas- this whole book is an ad. whole book is an ad to sell birthday kits, so it's just this horrible capitalist fever dream. Um, and they, they have the pinkle jinx in the birthday kit, right? Yes. Maybe that's why it's $80? Oh, the drugs, yeah. Maybe it's, it's just like, like per gram, it's like a really high cost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, you brought up a good point. Um so now that Joy has also become a birthday fairy, does she replace her father? Does he retire? Yeah, does she fucking slit his throat and take I over? Is there only one birthday fairy at a time? It seems like, because her dad seemed to be doing most of that work. It, it doesn't really continue on past that and tell us whether she's assisting her father after this or whether she, like, ate him to receive... <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, I like my version of this, where it's like a... <laughs> An existential coming-of-age tale, uh, and it has a horror theme as well. Yeah, this is a much better version of this. <coughs> she ultimately has to kill her dad because he's been doing, he's been snorting the pinkle jinx, and he's been neglecting his birthday fairy duties. And yeah, she finally, it's her moment to take over, so she has to do some horrible pinkle jinx transfer ceremony or ritual. Yeah, and the whole town comes out, and they're like... Pinkle Jinx, Pinkle <laughs> Jinx, Pinkle Jinx. They have this like crazy Wicker Man style celebration where like they put the dead in a giant Wicker birthday fairy and light it on fire. And not and the they... wings, not the beasts, not the wings, not the wings. Um. All right. So I mean, like I said, there's so, not much to to work with in this book. I would say because that's I still have more things to say. Okay, good, because there's another layer after we consider the book itself to talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I was just going to talk about a little bit more about the birthday kit that this book is basically an ad for. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. So the whole idea was like parents who are on a time crunch and who want to make their kid want to make something more of their child's birthday. And so the idea is like, Hey, are you a suburban mom with a active life? Do you not have time for your fucking kid's birthday? Well, <laughs> just go pick up this kit. It's got everything you need in it. But again, $80. Holy shit. And it's it's not even like here's everything for a party for a bunch of kids. It's like, no, you here's everything buy. for a breakfast. <laughs> like I it's uh... The two plates and a bowl thing to me is really the worst part because it's assuming that I don't know what, you're it's just you and your kid sharing the birthday? Yeah. Or like one other guest? Yeah, that that's what I that's the confusing thing. It's like a it's it's almost it seems like in a lot of cases it was designed for the more birthday mornings. So the idea is like you read this book to the child at night. And so they they know the lore of the birthday fairy and then they wake up, um, you know, after you've dragged yourself out of bed at five in the morning to like deck the birth, the fucking breakfast nook out in all the shit. 
and they're like, oh man, the birthday fairy came. Yay. But again, why, why wouldn't they be like, I wanted Ninja Turtles. Like, why did the Ninja Turtles come? Yeah. Like, fuck the birthday fairy. Also, I'm looking at PartyCity.com right now, and they have a special deal where if you spend $80, you get 50, 15% off. So honestly, you should just go to Party City and buy all the fucking paper plates there. Because you def- definitely buy a lot of party supplies, yeah, unless you're starting $80? to buy costumes and shit, too. You can make your own fucking pinkle jinx with some glitter and confetti and a, sh- and a salt shaker, man. Like, well, no, because you can't eat that. You need you need to have edible glitter. You can't. I mean, but you can also just buy edible glitter. Yeah. Um, and and so I was like, all right, this sucks, but it's also not <laughs> the worst thing in the world. And then I started digging. No, yeah, they're not like ruining anyone's day. They're not like it. I'm sure some kids would be fine with having a special birthday fairy thing happen. It like it's not going to hurt the kid. There's no, like... Yeah. The, the only thing I have a problem with is, like, there's... I guess all kid stuff doesn't have to have a moral or a lesson, but, like, what's the point of this? Like, is the kid the birthday fairy? Do they have to kill their parents to become the... Like, what? I certainly hope so. Um, So <laughs> I started looking into the author... And, um, Chris, if you would like to click the YouTube link with me, uh, there's, there's an interview with the author, and... My note is that the opening line of this interview with the author kind of sums it up. Um, so let's click this together and we can do a three, two, one and then play. Okay. I have it queued up and we can three, two, one whenever you're ready. All right. Uh, you, all right. Um, we'll, we'll post a link to this in the episode notes. <clears throat> all right. So uh, three, three, two, two one, play. play. The birthday fairy was born out of sheer desperation. (laughs) (laughs) The birthday fairy was born out of sheer desperation is the line. If you didn't click the... That's that's it. Uh, Yeah, I feel like it just encapsulates the whole experience. Um, Just wanted a cash grab and there you have it. Um, So so she's literally saying that she was desperate to throw a party together. Yeah. So she just came up with the idea of like, oh, it's a special birthday fairy pinkle jigs, young lady. Wow, aren't you? That's, geez. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And I was like, I wonder if the idea of the birthday fairy was something that this woman got from someone else. You know, like something that she just like stole. And oh boy, I was, I was not ready. I was not prepared. So I discovered that the idea of the birthday fairy and this whole process where like you tell a kid at night about a birthday fairy and then in the morning do something, it seems to actually be a natural step in the evolution of a suburban mom with too much money on her hands. Um, it That's was alarming, uncanny. Like I started to think that someone was playing a very complex joke on me because I was searching for the birthday fairy online and I kept finding them. They just kept coming. There's Candle Carry the Birthday Fairy, Sprinkles the Birthday Fairy, Mary the Birthday Fairy, Just the Birthday Fairy, Rainbow Magic, Belle the Birthday Fairy. These are all other books that people have written with the same fucking premise. And then one of these books is $25. I know. And then there's also people who I discovered who have like adopted this identity of a birthday fairy for various purposes. Um, like one is a weird newspaper columnist. There's a Twitter account. There is a stilts walker who like one of her costumes is like the birthday fairy, which honestly I'm fine with that one. That's whatever. But I just couldn't get over like, why are people why do people keep doing the same thing? I just don't understand. Like This is some weird, like, er-human fantasy that we've all concocted, like dragons and shit, how that seems to cross cultures a lot of the time. This is something that's embedded in our brains. 
Yeah, like, okay. For, for like thousands of years. <laughs> like, for example, Candle Carry the Birthday Family. Here's a summary for this one. She lights his birthday candles as the official birthday fairy. Then they blow them out together. Little Dante. Oh, she's and the Miss official Perry. one. <laughs> and Candle Carry the birthday fairy. Author Joanne Gazel shares the story of two characters who come together to form a lifelong friendship. As the official birthday fairy, Candle Carry is there year after year to celebrate the birth of her dearest friend Dante Angelo. This is a tale that will surely touch the hearts of children young and old. Joanne is the proud mother of one grown son, Joseph, and two chihuahuas, Rufus and Tinkerbell. She began Aww. writing children's books several years ago, creating a series called the Holiday Fairy Series. Candle Carey is the birthday fairy is the first to be published with more to follow. Uh, and it, I mean, that's so that one. This, late, this one is trying to cash in on all holidays. Yes. Um, and it with sprinkles- a $30 book for everyone. <laughs> Oh, and then Sprinkles the Birthday Fairy. Uh, this was, I think, Mother and Daughter. Uh, let's 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 head over. Sprinkles the Birthday Fairy. Um, Sprinkles the Birthday Fairy tells the tradition of the night before a child's birthday as they are tucked in fast asleep. Sprinkles sneaks through their window and waves her magic into the room. With a swish of her wand, she decorates their entire room with balloons and streamers. She leaves them a special present made by Squinky the Elf and a delicious oh. treat made by a <laughs> magnificent wizard named the Mad Batter. Oh, that's pretty good. And his pet three-headed dragon. Also included in the book is a journal to jot down each birthday your thought. Each birthday your thoughts okay to reminisce oh. over the years about your child and a special spot for a yearly photo or i mean like honestly individually these are harmless and fine it's a way to i don't know gussy up your kid's birthday even more let them know that you think that they're special and like it's a day for them and everything that's a-okay and fine in my book if that's how you want to spend your 25 dollars for your kid's birthday party oh, oh we're gonna read the next one marry the birthday fairy Every All child right. wants to feel special on her birthday. Mary, the birthday fairy, and her team of magical fairies can help you create unique birthday memories for your child to last a lifetime. Is it that With unique, With a keepsake though? storybook, your child will remember all year long that she is one of a kind and paints the world with her own colorful brush. Oh, Again, we got two in, in more, isolation, Chris. We got in two isolation, more. these are fine. But the, the presence of so many of them... Why is this such a crowded market? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, here we go. The birthday fairy. Uh, birthdays are special. Not even a name. They just come fucking... just once a year, bringing cake and presents, balloons and confetti, laughter and cheer. Have you ever wondered where all this birthday magic began? Jack and Maddie, who are twins, are excited as they are getting ready to go to sleep. They know tomorrow is their birthday. There will be cake and gifts and a party. Then, when they wake up the next morning, something magical has happened. Their room is decorated with balloons, confetti, streamers, and a big sign that says, Happy birthday, Jack and Maddie! The twins run downstairs to tell their parents, and Mommy tells them the tale of the birthday fairy who comes to visit children once a year to make sure their birthday wishes come true. Dude, they're like, I, they're all fucking identical. It's like... They all, it's all the same different premise. Graphics and art and names. Um, and okay. I guess this is the final Kindle one. Juice is the only one with a birthday drug, though. Uh, that's true. So uh, there, that's right. uniqueness. There is that she's got birthday cocaine or something. I don't birthday know. PCP. Um, <laughs> this one is Belle, the birthday fairy, the perfect birthday gift for fairy fans everywhere. 
Birthdays are special days. Thanks to Belle the Birthday Fairy, she makes sure that birthdays are filled with happiness and magic. But Icy Jack Frost can't even enjoy his own birthday. He's determined that no one else will enjoy it either, so he steals Belle's three magic charms. Now it's a very unhappy birthday. To everyone! Can Rachel and Kirsty help save birthday bashes everywhere? Or is Belle's magic lost forever? Find the magic items in all three stories inside this Rainbow Magic Special Edition and help save birthdays! Okay, that one was a little different, I guess. Yeah, um, okay, so credit to that one for at least I did doing some research beforehand and going like, oh, wait, everyone's done this already. I better change it up with Snowman, evil Snowman. Yeah, um, but just... Uh, like I said, this is just this is just what happens when you have a suburban mom with too much money on their hands. They're like, I know, I have this very original idea, and I'm not going to check to see if anyone else has done this yet. <laughs> or they do check, and they just think theirs is the better version. Yeah, maybe. Um, but this one in particular, Tish Dalby has abandoned this. Like, it, it is no longer a thing. You can't get the kits anywhere anymore. Um, it was just rich, rich white lady wanted to do a thing do you, do you think she made out in profit on this at all no fucking way there's no way so so we, again we we were left with the question of what's the point of this whole exercise i mean i'm gonna refer you back to tish dalby herself pangle jinx was born out of pure desperation <laughs> do you need did you need the cash that bad I think I think that she when, looks like she's well dressed and everything. Well, so. that, that's the thing. I think when when rich folks have too much time and money on their hands, they they just they just do weird stuff. Like they just invest in stuff or try to invent things or come up with a new product. That's just what you do. So yeah, it's pretty terrible for a few a few reasons. Uh, I, I know the, the the capitalist cynicism portion of it. Yes, the book in a vacuum by itself, fine. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, it's like, but again, you know, you have to think about <clears throat> think you have to think about it as a whole because it's like, not every family has shit tons of money to spend on kids' birthdays. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of shitty to, to think. I don't know. It's shitty to try to like voice that on people. Like parents are already, you know, fighting back every other character known to man as they walk into every store with their kids because their kids want everything all the time. It's like yet another thing that they might have to spend money on. Um, it's just it's just needless and excessive. Uh, and I think that you know you can celebrate a kid's birthday by taking them to do something that they like. You know you don't you don't need this like extra thing. I don't know. I mean, I you know, like, have, maybe have a party with their friends and everything that are yeah. coming together. But like I don't know, just go to the go to a Chuck E. Cheese or like go to the beach or like maybe if your kid likes to read a lot, go to the fucking library. You can't have a loud birthday party there, but like it's unique to them. That's how you can make it unique is by paying attention to your child and understanding what they like. Yeah. And I, and I also just hate the whole like, Oh, you're so special just because you're you and no one else is you. And it's like, yeah, but you know, as, as, as you, but as you just said, I like that Paris. I disagree. No, I, I feel like that's a really empty thing to say unless like you just said, you're actually paying attention to the kid and like caring about their particular interests and developing them as an individual. I feel like a lot of people love to just be like, we're all special snowflakes. And then they just, but they don't actually care about their child's particular interests or developing them as an individual. Um, so yeah, a lot of parents, when kids start having their own ideas, they don't like it so much. Right. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else to add here? parents? (laughs) Not, uh, not really, other than I like my idea that this exists in the same world as The Nightmare Before Christmas, and also that this should be some kind of uh, horror movie uh, where where Joy is coming of age as a birthday family fairy and has to deal with the, the crises of, 
of developing into a part partial monster. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to Fairy, rewrite please. this. Um, well, so fairies were considered monsters in like old folklore. So you know. well, they well that's the thing. They are actually not cool, but people have kind of gussied them up to be. Uh, cooler cool I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have but, sunglasses now yeah they have sunglasses but yeah like fairies and leprechauns and shit they're all trickster um you know entities so they're not like sure they can do good stuff for you sometimes but it's not intentional it's usually like a byproduct of some other shit that you know sorry in folklore i'm talking sorry the way i'm talking yeah. makes it seem like <laughs> makes it seem like this is just happening to me right now like yeah that fucking fairy <laughs> I was fucking fairy stole my wallet overnight while I was just trying to sleep. It was my birthday and they just took all my money. They left me a cake and some weird drugs, but I didn't even want that. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, if if there was a birthday fairy that left you or actually this could also be a sci-fi tale where like on your birthday once a year, you know, somebody comes in and leaves you the pinkle jinx and what you do is you do the drugs and you have your whole your birthday is like your license to do whatever the fuck you want on the pinkle jinx. It's like you just get all fucking jinxed up, you're all <laughs> jinxed up, and you're just gonna go out in the world. My jinx has been pinkled very hard. Yeah, fucking get jinxed is like the the tagline like for the thing. Um, yeah. Why don't they just sell just the pinkle like instead of an eighty dollar birthday <laughs> kit, just sell the pinkle jinx? I yeah, think seriously. you would have gotten people to spend like fifteen twenty bucks on that shit. Nah, not on edible glitter. It's not that expensive, but but you could have upped the margin with some brand. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just honestly this is terrible because it's all a pointless cash grab by some like rich suburban mom in a crowded market, in I a guess. Crowded too. market. Yeah, it's very weird. Um and I think I think this was all new to me well and to you as well because we don't have children. Um so this is like alien to us, we know. We're not really on the pulse of hip new kid stuff. Uh, I but... am a little bit because I work with children. Oh, that's true. That's true. But but it's generally, they're all still into Frozen and Minecraft and Fortnite right now. Oh, I was so going to ask you, yeah, oh, those are the top three? Frozen, really? Still up there? Frozen, you'll still hear sometimes, a lot of the times it's Moana now instead, actually. Hey, Moana's pretty cool. Yeah, they kind of flipped that a little bit, but it's still, like, the especially the boys, they're into their Minecrafts and Fortnites. A lot of D&D, too. Yay! Little nerds developing. A lot of D&D, too. Yay! Which That's I'm good. very happy about, like par- like nerd parents just being like, let's do some Dungeons and Dragons, and a lot of kids have talked to me about their D and D character. That's awesome, yeah. actually. Um, you know what? Since since this is kind of a shorty, we I remember the last couple times we wanted to give like some personal updates, but we didn't have enough time. But today we have vast swaths of time True. because we're done so, talking about this book. I think so. Yeah. After like, so if you're not into non book discussion, you could just shut the episode off right now, I guess. But. Uh, so Paris, what's new with you? Um, I, why don't you go first? All right. Well, for me, it's it's I've been I've had a lot on my plate recently trying to be creative. I've been trying to write a lot more for you know Graveborn and my electronic project Yearn, which is getting me some mixed results. It's honestly a little bit stressful when I spend days on certain parts or sections and I get almost nowhere aside from knowing what doesn't work because I tried a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And I feel like I'm wasting my... I know I'm not wasting my time because figuring out what doesn't work is a learning experience and you know how to work things better. So, like, all the stuff I've been trying to do with sound design on the electronic end of things, I'm learning what not to do and how certain knobs on synths affect things and whatnot. 
So I'm, I'm at least learning a little bit, but I just find myself hitting a wall with writing a lot of the time. That and, like, the amount of TBC editing I've had to do recently, I think, kind of contributed to, like, my weird stress episode that I had. It's Sorry. not like I'm actually doing that. I'm not doing that much work. Let's be clear. Objectively, I have an easy life, Paris. <laughs> but I guess sometimes when you're in it, it just gets to you a little bit. So I've I've been taking it super easy the past two days um, and just trying to get back to a baseline which i think is happening i'm trying i'm gonna i might lay off the trying to be creative for a week or two just give myself time to record in terrible book club stuff and read that which is a little bit more passive yeah yeah sounds like a good plan and then we also talked about i gave chris some advice about caffeine and water intake because that can really fuck you up and it sounds ridiculous right you're like yeah it's fucking coffee but coffee is caffeine is a stimulant like you you can't overdo it because i myself have overdone it before yeah this happens i think because i kind of doubled my coffee intake my diet got way shittier all like a couple of stressors from just trying to keep up with my workload um i recently got a positive thing is I got a second day at a job I really like, which yeah. I'm just basically moving to permanently. And that's great and everything, but it could. I have a weird thing about, like, more responsibility means more chances to fuck up, which oh I my think God. Chris. triggered thing. No, it's just, you're doing the same thing that you do. You're teaching kids. You're just teaching more, teaching different kids on a different day. Like, True. it's the same thing. You're fine. You're, you're, and again, objectively, I understand this, but brain bad. I no know. work right. Brain bad. Brain bad, no I work I encourage, good. I'm also, I've, I've, beca- I've taken a step. I'm seeking some therapy, which I think is a great step for people dealing with issues like mine. So this yeah. is my PSA moment of like, if you're having trouble dealing with just life things, even if it's objectively, it seems like you have it easier than a lot of people, which is how I view myself, honestly. Um, it's still valid to seek the help. And I'm finally getting it. Yeah. Um, I the, one of the turning points for me is uh, my girlfriend is a, a therapist and social worker, pretty much. She she has training in that, and when I when she talks to me about my problems, I feel so like not my friends are great. Uh, Paris, you're great about this generally too. I love how you but, just just fucking wedging that in there. Oh yeah, Paris, you know you're fine. You don't suck. Uh, but, Shut up. <laughs> listen, but like the professional training matters. Oh, I it know. Really I know. does. I know. It 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 just has a different feel to it. And I'm not trying to throw the whole load on her either, which is why I'm seeking outside help at the moment. So which is good. Which some is issues good. you're dealing with, some stressors. It's go seek a little outside professional help. It doesn't have to be constant. Maybe one or two sessions with a, a social worker or a clinician or a therapist that is a good fit for you. That's what I'm dealing with right now, trying to find someone that will uh, has room for a new patient and takes my particular insurance combo. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, any news about Graveborn? Or... I, after this, I'm going down to New Hampshire to write with the string section of Graveborn. It's just me, the other guitar player, and the other bass player today. We'll just be jamming on some new ideas. I'm trying to take it very low stress and just, you know, if we make progress, cool. If we don't, we don't. I'm yep. hanging out with my buds today. Uh, I Actually, I meant just to talk about the thing you released. Oh, I, th- I thought I've chatted about a vile regeneration enough. But if you oh. missed it on previous episodes, <laughs> yeah. uh, we did a re-recording of our, our very, very, very first EP with our current lineup. And it it was the first time I did a recording from the ground up. I recorded all the tracks. I, you know edited drums and all the other vocals and everything. I mixed it. I mastered it. And I'm fairly proud of it. Listening back to it, there's a couple things where like, oh, shit, I should have, could have done a better job there. My low mids are a little bit too stuffy sounding. But overall, people had a pretty decent reaction to it from the people that bothered to listen to it, which is a good amount of people, honestly. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. I'm hoping that my next 
series of things also continue just this general trend upward. And maybe maybe someday I'll make a really nice, good art that a lot of people like. <laughs> yeah, someday. Oh, well... That, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, um, so for me... Uh... My band released an EP. It was a long time coming. It was kind of a sort of starting over, I guess, as a band because we released a demo four years ago, and it sucked shit. Uh, that was when Chris was in the band with me, uh, and it was just sorry I ruined everything. No, you CD. didn't. You didn't ruin everything. It was just I. I did a bad job at being. Um, I did a bad job at being more forceful about what I wanted for the band. So anyway. Fast forward, uh, we put out this EP. My guitarist Greg, um, you may, you may remember Greg Massey from such bands as Ko Dot and Modlin of the Well, um, and the podcast um, uh, Color of Air. Uh, he also works for Capital Wrestling. He does stuff for them. Um, so he recorded and engineered the whole thing, uh, with the exception of drums. Our friend Ruben uh, recorded drums for us, but um, it was it was mostly all self-done. I mean, we hired some great people for art. Um, so we hired this guy named Josh Yell to do our uh, logo, which is amazing. And then we also hired Adam Burke uh, to do um, the cover painting. And um, honestly, I feel like the logo and the painting are the only reason anyone checks it out. So, you know, sometimes, you know, judging that book by its cover, it's a pretty good cover. Oh, dude, thank fuck for those artists, man. Like, you check out the painting. Like, I I know obviously a lot of listeners aren't into doom metal. Like, I'm I'm in an epic doom band, so it's not, it's not a whole lot of, uh, it's not up a whole lot of people's alleys. But, uh, just look at the painting or look at Adam Burke's art in general, um, and Josh Yell's stuff. Um, really great. So, really feeling really indebted to them, um, because we've been, the EP has been really successful. Um, I didn't think I would be able to say that uh, ever about anything you musical that I've done. It's very cool stuff, and like even like the layout that you did for the cassette is fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I did the layout on the cassette and fancied that up. But um, <clears throat> yeah, we did release it on cassette. I know it's heavy metal thing. Don't worry about it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been really successful. We've sold a lot of merch. We're almost out of tapes. Uh, it's only been out for a month. Uh, we were only playing two shows in August. So if you live anywhere near Montpelier, Vermont, uh, Concilium will be playing a show on the 17th at some bar called Sweet Melissa's. I don't know. Um, and then we are in Boston at a Great Scott over in the Alston neighborhood uh, on the 27th of August. So if you are near either of those places and you want to come check out my band, say hi to me in person feel free um but yeah i don't know it's been going really well like we've gotten a lot of really nice reviews um like some some decent like kind of underground metal websites have done reviews on it Uh, people have been really kind um yeah i don't know i'm really happy that people enjoy it because it's i don't know it's hard like when you're when you're too close to something it's kind of hard to know if it's good or not right like because you've spent so much time listening back to mixes and stuff and it's like it just loses all meaning at some point you know it's like when i get you repeat tired a of my word. own ideas so yeah quickly. right and it's like when you repeat a word over and over again it loses meaning like that's kind of what it's like you know and the songs that are on the ep sure we released them in 2019 but we i mean we've been fucking playing those songs for like two and a half years we were like fuck this like we don't <laughs> like we're done with this and and we're you know we're like halfway and maybe a little less than halfway done writing the full length. Um, and we're like way more about the songs on the full length because that's really going to be the the true vision of the band. Like the true, the real like big thing that I wanted. We put the EP out just as a stopgap. So people, you know, um, 
a knew we existed um and b just so we had something good that replaced the fucking demo that i actually pulled the demo from all streaming services um but it's still available on bandcamp don't fucking listen to it please god don't <laughs> don't listen that's the to one it. i'm on <laughs> i'm sorry chris i don't i mean... ruin everything no no you did not ruin it it was mm. it was i don't know paris you're now having much success with your band after i left <laughs> and my band hasn't done any better ever like even though i've been doing it for like five years hmm uh no it, no. it might be me uh, <laughs> I no, think I i'm the common denominator <laughs> no i mean we have concilium has had a lot of lineup changes but uh the lineup we have now is great um our although hilariously our bassist don who um couldn't really be involved in the band for a while because she was getting her master's degree and working full-time she's a fucking he- she's my hero um she uh because she was about to finish her master's degree this spring she booked a like celebratory trip to go to a festival called psycho Ve- psycho las vegas and of course like months later we're like hey we're gonna play the show in vermont on the 17th of august and she was like cool i'm gonna be in vegas and we were like god damn it <laughs> So we had to hire a temp bassist again, but it's our friend Alex who um, is a really good dude. He's a really, really excellent bassist. Uh, he was, I don't know if any anyone listening to this would remember, but he was in a band called Baron Oak a long time ago um, and some other stuff. But um, yeah, so band stuff is going really well. I really love the new material that we're doing. Um, Noah has been a you know great addition to the band. He basically writes exactly what I want all the time. Um, so that's great um yeah and things are good our drummer joe like he's only been in the band for former grade four drummer actually joe. yeah i stole joe from chris <laughs> no he left way before he joined concilium this is his that's own true. free will <laughs> that's true um but i did always sick of my shit way yeah, before any <laughs> that's true i did always i did always want him to be my drummer um and then finally it happened so um yeah he's been in the band for I, yeah i don't even know maybe a year um, but he's been great. I mean, he's a fucking sick drummer. He's a good dude. Like, very good. He's a good friend. Yeah. So everyone's cool. I mean, Greg, of course, you know, Greg has also been a good friend of mine for years. So um, he and I talked very much back and forth about our EPs as we oh, were yeah, like, both right. doing the work on them. And we were both very flattering to each other, but like down on our own shit. I was yeah. like, how do you get that guitar sound? I was like, how do you get that guitar sound? <laughs> yeah, no, Greg, seriously, props to Greg. We We put Greg through a lot of stress, like doing all the engineering for this and uh we really appreciate it so yeah um i don't know i've talked at length about this but band stuff going pretty well um i am now single for the first time in four years so that's interesting yeah i mean i'm i'm pretty stoked actually it's a big relief um that change in my life was a good one but uh yeah my uh my ex is moving out over the process of the next couple weeks so i'm gonna have the house to myself that's gonna be awesome um but not how sorry i didn't mean to self-aggrandize my uh, fucking attic apartment to myself let's be real hey man it's still <laughs> still yours um yeah so that'll be nice uh it'll be the first time living actually by myself uh because er- previously i'd always lived with roommates uh this was the only time that i had ever lived with a partner uh i think i am all set with that um for the foreseeable future uh but yeah so that's that's fun um i'm just really looking forward to doing things on my own time and having a lot of time for me um, and not having to worry about someone else all the time. I know that probably sounds really selfish and shitty, but uh, for someone like me who has a tendency to kind of give too much, it's really important to, uh, I, I, I agree. And I think you should have a lot of, self-care paris time in the future <laughs> i thought you were gonna say a lot of sex because you kind of hung on to that s for a second i was <laughs> like oh geez all right oh that's your own business um no i actually started my 
I guess. <laughs> I actually started no. fucking someone. I, you know, I started building my harem yesterday. No, I hopped uh, on that no. dick, right? <laughs> no, no, I have not and will not. That's, oh God, this has become, yeah. this has become Be, be Paris only Paris for a bit. I yeah, think. no, I am, I am best when I am by myself or if I am dating someone like kind of at a distance i think i think having someone all up in my shit all the time is not good for me personally but my, anyway my period of being single for like four years at one point really helped me learn to enjoy my own company more yeah um there was sort of the double-edged sword of like i it's very easy for me now to be like yeah i'll see you later to like a girlfriend who like you know if they want a lot of facetime with me that would be a problem luckily my uh, my current girlfriend, also very sort of introverty type, values her alone time too. We live te- a ten minute walk away from each other, which is another double edged sword. Of like a lot of the time, if she has to wake up early and I don't want to go to sleep, I'll be like, okay, I'm walking home. I'll see you some other time. Dude, you guys have such a great like. Sh- first of all, your girlfriend's awesome, and second of all, you have a really great setup there. Like, just coincidentally, they ended up living right next to each other. We've lived near each other for our entire lives, and we only <laughs> met like two years ago. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's like the start of a fucking sitcom, dude. You gotta get gotta get that script into a network. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah. Yesterday, I you know went out with uh. I actually, I this is like one of the few weekends in my life where I'm not running around like a headless chicken. So I've had a good weekend. Like, because normally I'm doing so much stuff for the podcast and for my band that you know, of course, I work a regular job, full time job, Monday through Friday. You know, usually on weekends, I'm like running around doing stuff but this weekend i actually didn't have anything on my agenda and it was great on friday night had a couple beers with uh you know noah dawn and our friend dan on the back porch because it was actually nice out and we watched a really shitty movie called death race from 1975 fucking hilarious if you haven't seen it get on it um and yesterday i went out with my friend laura um we went out shopping because i very rarely buy myself clothing um and i got some I don't know, she took me to like some cool vintage store and uh we went somewhere else and uh we got had some drinks we ate we shared a piece of uh cookie dough brownie pie Ooh. holy shit um I ate some great vegan food uh yeah it was just nice. like i know this sounds really pedestrian but i don't i don't often have a lot of time to just go and spend a day hanging out with a friend like i so it's it was a nice treat um and she was really she was really helpful in dressing me because i am I feel like I am a toddler and cannot dress myself, so it was good that to have her advice. <laughs> markedly untrue, Paris. Well, but that, that's just I've how I feel. I've told you many times before, you have an, uh, an impressive business goth aesthetic <laughs> that I find quite lovely, actually. That's funny. Well, thank you. Um, and yeah, today, like, I got up early and I went to the gym and got, you know, exchanged my soda stream. And now I'm here recording this. Then I got to do a bunch of terrible book club stuff for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah, yesterday morning, I also recorded like a demo thing for the band so yeah it's just been a nice uh kind of laid back weekend and um i am uh, cherishing it maybe I you don't like sent all your stress energy to me for the yes, weekend or something i'm just feeling it for the both of us well you know what i did i sent the stress fairy to you with the oh. stressor jinx Fuck, and God damn it <laughs> and she sprinkled really that shit directly into your Paris. open mouth as you slept <laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, thank you for listening to us uh, and our life updates. If you give a shit, uh, if not, thanks for scrolling to the end of the episode. I guess. Um, so, uh, let us thank our Patreon supporters, without whom we would be nothing. Thank you to Dari, Greg, Will, Veronica, D, Jared, Lynn, Sina, Jakub, Torben, aka Duck King, Bobby Blackcat, Ayame. Jensina, and our newest patron, 
mayo cat. <laughs> is, it the, is it a cat made of mayo? Is it a cat that loves mayo? I, I really was thinking about it as a, as a cat formed of mayo. Like, like you left some mayo out in the sun and it developed sentience in the form of a cat. Uh, that's what I some was thinking. Some cat hair got in it and yeah. just like yes, <laughs> lightning yep. struck it at the right Yes, level. exactly. Yes, perfect. Yep. Um, so and they decided to give us a dollar every month. So. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Mayo Cat. Um, so if you too want to help support the show, you can do one of four things. So like Mayo Cat and our other glorious patrons you can head over to patreon.com slash join slash terrible book club and become a patron you can give us anywhere from a dollar to ten dollars a month um there's various rewards for whatever tier you choose um but probably the most popular one is either at the five dollar or ten dollar a month level um you can get access to all of our video segments like we do like a little kind of comedy show thing every once in a while called Terrible's Torture. Um, we also have a ton of Mystery Science Theater 3000 style tracks of Chris and I watching stuff. So if you want to feel like you're hanging out with us and watching some stuff, then, oh man, join at the $5 a month level or higher because there is a our, lot of content, content there. That, that's where we built a lot of our content because it's not too tough to do. It's not as editing intensive as, say, like the Maradoniathons, which there will be a part two. I saw that we had a patron message asking about that. There will be a part two. I'm sorry I'm late on that. Got to straighten my life out first a little bit, but I'm working on it. And it will be a little bit different from Maradoniathon part one because I'm learning some new techniques, let's say. Oh, boy. Um, So if you you can't or don't want to give us any money, that's totally fine. You can actually help us passively generate income for the show so if you listen to terrible book club on the radio public app so instead of using itunes or stitcher or whatever um if you use the radio public app we get two cents for every play and an extra dollar bonus if you listen to three episodes in a row so honestly if you want to give us a dollar but not directly you can just download the app sign up listen to three episodes in a row and we just get a dollar from that um so there you go uh you can also share episodes and links to the show on social media or simply tell a friend. Uh, finally, you can always leave us a review on iTunes or some other platform. Uh, and, you know, remember that we enjoy interacting with you folks. So, you know, if you can hear this, please reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Goodreads, or send an email to terriblebookclub at gmail.com. Uh, we, like, we like hearing from y'all and, you know, we love taking your suggestions um, or hearing what you think about episodes um, or, you know, what you'd like to see us do. So please reach out. We eventually get through our backlog of suggestions most of the time, even if it's a non-patron suggestion, such as today's episode. But it's just less priority than the patron suggestions there. I actually have a couple of suggestions from my girlfriend who like has two or three books for me as a try. Oh, really? I haven't heard about these. Um, so, yeah, with, with the way the queue works is... If you're a patron and you join at the $5 a month level or the $10 a month level, you can you can have us read any book you want, no questions asked. Um, and we will read it as soon as possible in the queue. So if it's appropriate, we'll do it for the next upcoming episode. But usually we do, we well, except for today, uh, usually these are recorded in advance. But um, we basically, your, your request rockets to the top of the list and we do it as soon as possible. If you're not a patron at those higher levels, then... We might read it eventually. We might never read it. Um, most of the time we do, like Chris said, we do honestly try to read every suggestion we get, but it takes a while because we only do two of these a month because it's really hard to balance our regular lives uh, and also reading regular books and reading books for the show. <laughs> it's kind of a lot. So um, I don't think there'll ever be a point where we're doing this weekly unless it becomes a second job. So yeah, we'd uh, have to have a lot, a lot more of patrons. Money. Yeah, a lot of money for, for that to happen. Yeah. 
Um, but so until then, you know, I think biweekly episodes are fine. We do two books a month. So reasonably, we can only do 24 books a year, which is not actually that many. Um, so, you know, we do what we can, but uh, sometimes we and we organize the queue based on like a variety of changing factors. You know, like I was saying earlier in the show, um, if we've read a bunch of really long books, we try to do like a short one or two uh, to kind of recover from that. We, we try not to do the same types of books back to back. So if you suggest something that's very similar to something we've recently read, then it's not going to get read for a long time because we had, we had this problem where we were reading fucking vampire romance books fucking constantly and like fantasy books all the time. Um, so we try to, we try to keep it different. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into the queue. Um, but if it's a good suggestion, if it's not egregiously long, we'll probably get around to it, but you might be waiting a year. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I'm excited for the next one. It's a quick read, about 180 pages, and uh, my brother will actually be guesting on this next episode. Oh, I forgot that that was happening. Oh, God. Yeah, that's going to be fun because this is going to be another this is going to be another one where it's like Paris doesn't understand anime for two hours. (laughs) It's Paris doesn't understand certain types of video games because we're reading a book based on the Final Fantasy VII expanded universe. So buckle the fuck up, everyone, for some real nerd shit out of me. Yeah, I, I mean, I love, like, I'm a nerd. I play D&D. I also love video games, but I never got into Final Fantasy. So I just missed that whole cultural phenomenon. I just missed the whole I boat. I can't wait for you to, like, get the backstory to all... This is one of my favorite video game plots, <laughs> honestly. I don't know how... I'm reading a little bit through it right now, and there's some backstory. You should be able to get most of the picture, but I can't... You know, explaining some of the stuff to you is going to be fun, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm... I'm eagerly awaiting this this next trial in my life. <laughs> All right, Paris. Well, <sighs> until right. then. Yeah, until then, we'll uh, we'll see you for uh, expanded Final Fantasy VII universe in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, until right. then, if you're a patron, there's a bunch of new um, OA episodes on the Patreon. That's just a note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I'll see you later, Paris. Yeah, see you later, Chris. Mm-hmm.